So, uh, what we do each week um, is we start with the message where I just talk for 15, 20 minutes, something like that, about a series. It's about things that, that matter to you guys. It's about things that I hope help you guys in life, in school, and everything that you deal with. And so the series that I'm doing right now, we're in week three, but that's okay because you guys can go back to the podcast if you want to. Uh, it is called One Way or Another, and so it's about choices. And so, so far in this series, we've talked about peer pressure and how that doesn't just come from people that are your age. It can come from TV. It can come from movies. It can come from parents. It can come from celebrities. It can come from athletes. It can come, can come from all over the places. And kind of the main point in that for me is if you have someone in your life, like a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, somebody who is saying, you have to do this in order for me to like you, in order for me to care about you, in order for me to accept you, that is wrong. They don't actually care. So just peer pressure, how to deal with that is figure out who you want to be. Think about who you want to be and how you want to, to, to live your life and then work on doing that. You're not going to be perfect, but you have people in your life that will help you and give you advice and be there for you. Um, there are things like where Jenna was talking about her class for, for learning from people who have been there about how to go through uh, school, about how to go through the pressures and everything that you face. And so everyone, even adults, even the old people that are here tonight, like me, uh, under, like still deal with peer, peer pressure. And, and so just know that you're not alone if you feel tempted. Know that you're not alone if it's a struggle because it just means that you're alive. And so just figure out who you are and go. Uh, then last week we talked about uh, stealing. Don't do it. We talked about cheating. Don't do it. And how it's easy to justify both of those things. And it always starts small. And it always starts with something simple like, oh, this candy bar or uh, these quarters or, oh, um, I just, I, I've really studied for everything else, but this one test, it's so important. I just need to cheat here and then later, but then the next time is easier. And then the next time after that is easier. And eventually you're not who you want to be. And it kind of sucks. Um, but I also talked about money that week and how it would be stupid of me to say money doesn't matter because it does. And you're always going to need money. You're always going to want money and that's fine. So obviously you're going to have jobs. You're going to, uh, try to get money in that way, but Money can't be, shouldn't be the number one thing in your life, which means if you build your life around getting money, even though you might feel like it's working, it's not going to work long term and you're going to lose people, you're going to lose friends, you're going to lose yourself because when you put your identity in something like money, that fluctuates, it goes up and down, like with taxes, bills, all kinds of stuff. So you put your identity in who you want to be, in Christ and, and serving him and doing your best to be like him and being kind and being good and all of those things. And then the money, like you still go for it. You still go to get it. But that can't be your number one priority because everything else will fall away. And then you still won't have enough because the richest people in the world, if you went to talk to them honestly and you're talking to like a billionaire and you're like, hey, do you need more money? They'll be like, yeah, absolutely. And so it's never enough. And again, we all need it. But just remember that that can't be the number one thing you're going for. This week, uh, we're going to talk about kindness. And so we're going to talk about that choice to be kind, that choice to be gentle, that choice to treat others as you'd want to be treated. And that can be way harder than it sounds. Because especially in your schools, I would imagine some of you, maybe all of you at different points, uh, get bullied or get made fun of or get hurt. And it sucks. And it's really hard to then turn around and not be a jerk back because you want to quote unquote win. Like you want to be seen as tough. Uh, and so when somebody's like, hey, turn the other cheek, it's like, yeah, but I, I've you know, basically been mocked my whole life and it sucks. Believe me, I get it because I'm mocked all the time. And so uh, it, it, it's hard, but it's so important to do that because it helps you to learn that you can be a better person. And one of the things that I say sometimes and one of the things I'm going to say now, whether you're in middle school or high school, everybody that you think about that uh, you want to impress or everybody that you think about, like their opinion really matters to you in the school with you. In like five years, 
you're not really going to know them. And I guess unless you have siblings in the school with you, but you're not really going to know them. So like if, we, if I were to talk to Rob and Carol and then Kelly who was here, and like, hey, do you remember like the cool kids in high school, the kids that like you really cared about their opinion, what are their names? And maybe they could name a couple of them, but they absolutely don't still talk to them because who you are and how you treat people, that will carry on. And you can start that now. And so I'm going to read from Luke 10, 30 through 37. And this is um, the Good Samaritan parable. So you probably heard it. Jesus replied with a story. Uh, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, uh, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed to the other side. So basically, this is a parable Jesus is telling. What Jesus, how he taught was he told stories. Uh, and so he had a bunch of people there, a bunch of crowds. Uh, it was in Israel, so there were a lot of Jewish people. And so there were a lot of people that went to the temple and went, were assistants and did all these things. The Pharisees were there listening, trying to trap him. All of this stuff was happening. And so they're listening to this story, and they hear about the Jewish man traveling. And so when he, they find out he gets beat up, they jump to this conclusion. All of them are like, well, you know, the priest is going to help him. Like, that's why he's telling it. And then, you know, they're like, he's like, no, no. And so then they're like, well, the temple assistant, like, he's going to do it. And he's like, no. And so then they're like, oh, I bet he's trying to say that, like, we have to be better. Like, we have to, to not just do what our leaders say. We have to not just follow their example. We have to follow God's example. So he's going to say that a normal Jewish person comes along and helps him. And we're going to get to that. I mean, the title kind of gives it away. But to start with, sometimes the people that we think about, uh, that mean a lot to us or that are above us or that are, are just people that we kind of look up to or know or people that have the loudest microphones or the politicians, all this stuff. We kind of think, what would they do in this situation? And we think about how they act and we think about how they live. And then it often doesn't match up to what they're supposed to do. And so absolutely, there's this guy who got beat up for nothing. Like this guy just got beat up, he got robbed. And a priest walks by, a rabbi walks by and does nothing. Like he's supposed to help. He's supposed to stop. Now, if you guys are walking down the road and somebody's beat up, like, uh, uh, you know, you might not necessarily want to stop. You might want to call because if you're alone, etc. But this priest, like this rabbi, he has to stop and help because he's literally preaching every week. Hey, do good. And yet he's not. And so by not stopping, he's basically saying, I'm in it for something else. The temple assistant, same thing. And so as Jesus is saying this, it's kind of shocking their worldview because we always expect adults. We always expect other people uh, in positions of power to, to do the right thing. And yet they don't. And so we see that. And it's like, well, then I don't have to. But that's not how to live. It's so much better if we do our best to be good. And so that's where I'm going to go to the next, pa next paragraph. Uh, then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged him. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. So if, you've not, if you don't know this story, if you don't know like Bible history, it's fine. But most of us, when we first read that, when we first hear that, we're like, oh, a Samaritan came by. That's cool. He must be from a different place. Like he stopped and helped. That's a normal guy. Here's the thing with that. The Jewish people and the Samaritans hated each other. Like the Jews hated Samaritans so much that they would teach. They taught in schools. They taught in, in temples. They taught every week, everyone. If you see a Samaritan woman that's pregnant, do not help her because at the very best case, 
a Samar another Samaritan is coming into the world. Like, that's pure hatred. And it's awful. Hatred's always wrong. I don't have to hopefully say that. But they hate the Samaritans so much. And so when Jesus said that, all of the people around are expecting him to say, you know, hey, a normal Jewish guy walked by or somebody that's like you walked by. And he says a Samaritan, and I guarantee that the people in the crowd are like, well, that, that's evil. Like, they're awful. They're horrible. I hate them. And yet, that's the person that stopped. And here's the thing. That Samaritan, the person that he helped would not have stopped to help him probably. Like he wouldn't have. And the Samaritan knew it. And yet he saw somebody that's hurting. He saw somebody in need. He saw somebody that needed help and he helped them. And he went above and beyond. Like he could have just gotten somebody to help. He could have done all this. But he went above and beyond because he didn't care what other people thought of him. He didn't care how he was treated. He just wanted to show who he was. And so he did that. And it's so amazing. And so in our lives, like I said, so often... We get treated like garbage. And so often people are just on our case and people yell at us and people hurt us and it sucks. And I wish I could tell you that if you did your best and you treat everybody like you want to be treated, then boom, your life's going to be perfect and everybody's going to treat you better. That's not at all how it works. But if you live your life in that way and you're never the problem and you're not perfect because you're going to screw up, but you're not the problem and you're doing your best to treat people well and you're doing your best to treat people kindly and you're doing your best to not hate and to not judge and to not condemn and to not be like, well, I don't like them because of whatever. And you're just like, it doesn't matter what they believe. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter where they're from. It doesn't matter who they are. I'm just going to do my best to treat everybody the same, to treat everybody like I want to be treated, not how I'm treated then that's good. And again, this is going to be hard sometimes because people can be annoying and people can be jerks. And there are absolutely times where even the best Christian you can think of screws up or says the wrong thing or posts the wrong thing. But when you mess up, that's when you say, I'm sorry. And that's hard too because a lot of people won't do that. But it's when you're like, I messed up. I'm sorry. Can I help you? Can, will you forgive me? Is there something I can do? Now, I want to also point out, if there is anyone who abuses you or anyone who is just like, truly a danger to you or someone who is just bad for you that does not mean that being kind to them means go out of your way and be their best friend and be around them sometimes you have to cut people out of your lives that's absolutely true if they're a danger if they're abusive absolutely you have to cut them out of your lives but how you be kind in that case is you do your best to let it go maybe not what happened maybe you have to hold on to that and get forgiveness and get help and, and counseling or whatever, but you let it go in terms of you don't let that rule your life. You don't show hatred all the time. You don't do the opposite. So sometimes being kindness is cutting somebody out of your life and just dropping it, like not following them around, throwing rocks or whatever else. And so again, you don't have to be everybody's best friend. You don't even have to like everybody because you're not gonna, but we have to do our best to love everyone and to show that love and to do what it is. Last part of the scripture. Um, now, which of these, this is Jesus talking to the crowd, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. So basically Jesus says, go show people mercy. Go show people grace. He doesn't say, go and judge people. Go make sure they're exactly like you. He doesn't say, go and hate people. He doesn't say, uh, make sure people feel bad about every single thing they do. He says, go and show mercy. He says, go and show grace, go and show love. And it is hard because so often, like I said, people don't show it back to you. But it is so worth it because you realize who you really are and you realize that you don't need other people's opinions. And that takes a long time to learn. But you realize that you are good enough, that you are enough, that you are worth it. And then you do your best to show people that. You do your best to show kindness. You do your best to be like the Good Samaritan. You do your best to rise above it. 
And when you mess up, and you will because we all mess up, you have people around you who will help you to grow. And you don't want to condemn yourself either. You don't want to be hateful to yourself either. And that's hard for me. But you show grace to yourself too because there's a song we did this morning in church and it's everybody needs compassion. Everybody needs compassion. What we see in the world, especially from the generations that are older than you guys, is a lot of judgment and a lot of anger and a lot of hatred. And some of the time it's directed at you guys because you watch stuff on your phones when really you have a TV and come on. But you do stuff, uh, you say bussin' and cap and all this stuff, and I get it. But, and I can go and make everybody uncomfortable by saying stuff like that slaps and all this stuff, and I'm not going to right now. Sheesh. And so, uh, but I'm saying, like sometimes it's shown to you, sometimes it's directed at you. But most of the time, if you hear adults talk, not every adult, but in the news, on TV, sometimes in public, it's a lot of anger at each other, and it's a lot of hatred, and there's a lot of, I believe this, you believe that, so we're enemies. And that's not what Jesus did. Like literally every moment of Jesus' life was people walking around, people walking around saying, I hate you, and I don't agree with you. And Jesus saying, I still love you, and I don't agree with you. And so he's showing us what to do. And so the world sucks, and it's absolutely the fault of all the generations that came before us. And I'm really old, so mine too. And it's really easy for you guys to be like, nothing's going to change. Like, everything is the same. Like, everybody that runs for office is like 90 years old, and so it's never going to change. But you guys, you guys can change, and you can be that change, and you can show that hope, and you can love, and you can be better than the other generations. And it's a lot to ask, and it's a lot to tell, and it's a lot for you guys to do, but it's so worth it. And you have this chance to be in a world that's awful and to be a light that can help other people. And it starts with just being kind to the person next to you and just doing your best to treat everybody with respect, doing your best to show love to everyone. And it's hard, but it's so worth it. So have people in your life that will help you to do that. And so that's all I got. Uh,